And if you're new, stopping by here, thank you so much. I'm glad you're here, and I hope that you find value in these episodes. I got a question for you. Do you ever hear about someone's success and wonder, how'd they get there? Hey, man, I'm working my tail off. How come I'm not there? Or do you question your own worth? Like you're a good person, but you're not sure what your purpose is or what you should be doing or why things aren't working out for you the way that you thought that they would work out. Or do you just kind of struggle a little bit with wondering why you can't seem to get ahead, that you feel like you're kind of stuck in a rut a little bit? I want to dig into that today. And more importantly, I want to share some value with you to help you navigate from where you are to where you want to grow. I specifically use the word grow because that's actually where I believe you are right now in the process of growing. And maybe you're just needing a little assistance along the way. But before we dive all into that, can I please introduce myself? Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Rain. I'm a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer. And I am super, uber passionate about helping others just like you and me who have gone through some things that we don't necessarily like to say, hey, look at the crap I've gone through. But we just know that we're done being in the crap and we want to be better. We want to feel better for ourselves and because we know that that impact not only impacts us, but our families and those around us. And I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic. In other words, understanding that voice inside your head that keeps you stuck, holds you back, causes you doubt, causes you to even question your worth, all of those things, and teach you how, one, to understand its language, and two, more importantly, how to tame that rascal so that you can live more vibrantly. Because I believe we are all meant to live vibrantly. And during this episode, I want to shed some light on obstacles that cause any one of us to stumble and feel stuck in our lives. I know for myself, I've been unknowingly trapped in a few of these in my life. And being transparent with you, it it took me a minute to unstuck myself. Partially because of my resistance to it, you know, it's almost like some of the stages of grief. First, you're denying that you're even in this situation in your life, that it's not improving, that your goal that you're wanting is not coming to fruition because maybe that's not the direction you're supposed to go. But you keep looking and knocking on that closed door. And then then you reach another stage of frustration because you're mad because you're like, I keep doing everything, but it's not opening. Why is it not opening? How come I, I can't, I, you know, I'm right here. I'm doing all the things. And then, then we get depressed, right? Because then we start attaching our value and worth to that, which is not even maybe meant for us to be at in the first place. How many of you have ever been in a relationship like that or stayed stuck in a job that did all of that. We all have, right? If you've been around the block for a minute, we've all been under that situation. And it's being able to get out of those situations, to be able to move from them, because even even if they're hard and uncomfortable and not meant for us, it's almost like 
we would rather hang on to those than venture out and try something new because we compare what we're in, which is not comfortable, not fun, maybe even hurtful. We compare it from that state thinking if it feels like this, if I go out there and do that new thing, it could feel like this too and I don't want to feel like that because we assume that there's no other way to feel but the way we're feeling right now. I recently saw something on Facebook where someone had put up there that they uh, felt unable to find contentment in their life and in their work and asked for their friends' thoughts on how they could change that. But the interesting part was looking through the comments was this person's response to every single possible suggestion that was made was received back with negative retort, listing reasons why that idea wouldn't be feasible for them. How many of you have ever done that? I know I have. I certainly have, right? Because, you know, we like to sometimes hold ourselves hostage to our own misery. I realized that more than suggestions from others, this person needed a way to get out of her own way, which is why I thought rather than invest any energy into trying to shed some light on this particular post, because there was lots of good light that was shed on this post, she was not in that space. But I thought that we could talk about that here because honestly, you, the subscribers and listeners of this podcast, are action takers and are willing to consider tools and strategies and tips and actionable steps towards improving the quality of your life. So I thought we would talk about these things today. For most of us, fulfillment and contentment are more available than we realize. But without first acknowledging the roadblocks within, we may wind up feeling like we're spinning our wheels or feeling victimized by our own life's circumstances. I think it's important that we address five obstacles that are very common culprits in keeping us stuck and feeling stuck. And more importantly, how do we unstuck ourselves from this? How do we handle this? How do we move past this? What can we do about it? I always like following up a potential problem or a concern with something that's actionable, something that we can do something with. Otherwise, it just sounds like a bunch of fluffy words, right? And, and we're not about fluffy words here. We're about improving the quality of our lives because we all want to be vibrant. So number one, are you your own worst enemy? Do you criticize yourself regularly? either out loud or silently in your head. I want you to be really, really honest with yourself on this. A form of criticism is comparing where you are with where someone else may be in their current life. You may have heard the expression before, don't judge your, don't judge your chapter one on somebody's chapter 57. And yet with social media, it's so easy to do, right? It's a really easy way to feed that inner critic of ours is when we're feeling doubt or we're feeling like we're not enough or we're feeling like mm, maybe we're not making the progress that we think we should be making and the next thing we're scrolling through social media and the inner critic's the one saying see look what Sally Sue's doing see look what look what 
Helen over there is doing. See, man, Bob's really killing it over there. And then next thing you know, you're even more depressed than when you clicked on there. So I want you to be that real honest with yourself. How often do you criticize yourself? Another form of criticism is being up with your, upset with yourself because of where you are currently, and more importantly, where you thought you would be by now. I mean, milestones like birthdays are great ways to trigger that. You know, you're now an, another lap around the sun and immediately you're reflecting back on your life and your critics saying, yeah, but you know what? You don't own that business you wanted. Yeah, but, you know, you didn't get, you're not at the corporate ladder that you wanted. Yeah, but, you know, you don't have that house and spouse and 2.3 kids and a white picket fence and a dog. I know you know what I'm saying. We quickly, those milestones will do that. Holidays will do that too. Ooh, and man, we're getting ready to go into holiday season. Am I right? Of course I am. And so I want to encourage you to take heed of this. Be mindful of this. Be mindful of the thoughts in your head. And, and if that criticism starts, stop it. Stop it already. And I know that's such an easy statement to say, and it's much harder to do. And yet it's so necessary to do. The truth is, thoughts, even unconscious ones, are not set in stone. And they can be changed. A few episodes back, I shared with you about a technology that I'm using called BrainTap. And the purpose of this particular device is to help create neuro, new neuropathways in our brain. It's also going in and cleaning up that inner critic's deep, deep, hidden away garbage. You know, the little dust bunnies that you may not see back there, but those little hidden dust bunnies in the back of your brain known as thoughts and behaviors and patterns and habits and techniques and, and not techniques but you know teachings that you learned along the way those things are still operating on automatic pilot so much so like breathing that you don't even pay attention to it because it just happens naturally so one of the ways to help rouse this rascal and clean up some of those dust bunnies is I want you to keep a daily journal for at least two weeks, optimally 30 days. But if all you can manage to put yourself through is two weeks, I want you to do that. Pen and paper here, folks, not your phone, not voice texting them to your phone, pen and paper. I want you to write down every morning when you first up and start taking notice of how you speak to yourself. And you're like, well, I already know I speak to myself just fine. Or I already know I don't speak to myself very well. Then write that down. It's time to get real and radical with ourselves. Because unless until we do, we can't shift any of this. We can't change the trajectory of our life. We can't walk more towards vibrancy if we're not willing to do some of this work to get us there. And I believe you deserve that. I deserve, you deserve to walk towards vibrancy, which is why this particular episode might feel a little tough because I want you to get there. Consider this. If you spoke to a small child the way you speak to yourself in thought format, 
just the thoughts that roll through your heads about you. Would that child go running out into the world and take life's challenges with courage and enthusiasm and such vigor they couldn't wait, they couldn't even listen to you long enough because they were already running out the door to go take, take on the world? Or would he or she sit in the corner and think, huh, what's the point? Or worse yet, stare back at you with big tears in their eyes wondering why you, the person they trusted the most, have just hurt them so badly with your words. Once you can see for yourself and how you berate or criticize yourself, you can start practicing more positive thoughts. Number two, are you a people pleaser? It's not necessary to make sure everyone around you is happy all the time. And if it is, perhaps it's time to change the chi, as they say. In fact, when we speak up for ourselves and stay true to your needs, people respect you for that so much more because they at least feel like you know who you are. They at least feel like you have value and worth. While it's important for many of us to be liked, I'm just as guilty as the next, it's also essential to understand that if you have people-pleasing tendencies, you may feel like you don't deserve to live your life as you want. And more importantly, you might be afraid to even be alone with yourself to know who you are if you're not a mom a daughter, a sister, a cousin, an employee, a co-worker, a friend, a, I don't know, church member, a doormat. I don't know. This is why so often when people are faced with being alone, whether they just go through a breakup or kids move out of the house or losing a job or something like that, there's this immediate need to not be alone with yourself because it's like, I don't know who I am. And that's not a conscious thought, but that's a lot of times where addiction starts coming in. We start feeding ourselves drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, shopping, food, whatever, as a form of not wanting to be alone with ourselves. It's it's a really... It's a pivotal point of change in our lives when we learned that we can be okay with who we are and more importantly get to know how amazing and wonderful that we are as human beings. And if you've been a people pleaser all your life, that might be a little scary to think about. And I'd love to help you work through that if that's something that you'd want to do. And in the meantime... I want you to really consider whether or not these people-pleasing tendencies are a mask from you even getting to know who you are. Now, if you see yourself as a giver and not a taker, it may feel awkward at first to remind yourself that you deserve happiness and fulfillment too. I'm going to encourage you to put this down in your notes if this is you. Again, we're being real radical and honest with ourselves during this episode. 
Because just as the last three episodes we've talked about have been about removing money blocks and building a relationship with your money and all of those things, this episode has a lot to do with those other episodes that I've talked about. We have to be real. We have to be radical and we have to be candid with ourselves. Because if we can't be that with ourselves, then, then it's really hard to grow. And we're always growing. Here's what I know. Is people will never truly know what you need or want or what would truly bring you happiness if you're never sharing it with them. Look, one of the reasons we get stuck in people-pleasing mode is because we don't know who we'd be if we weren't this. It's also a great way to hold others hostage to your lack of being open. That way you can stand in the seat of judgment saying things like, well, they should know me by now, I know them. And that is exactly the point. You know them because you've been gathering intel as to what they like, don't like, and operate accordingly. And in the same vein, You've taught them that you and your needs are not important, which is why they may or may not do things for you. Furthermore, I've known people to come back harshly at their loved ones for trying to show them love with things like, you shouldn't have spent the money, or "Uh, thank you, but you really shouldn't have. Or maybe they've even heard you grumble under your breath that you don't understand how they don't know what you don't like. Like, you don't like tea, but you like coffee. How come they don't know that? Whatever it may be, it's a you thing rather than a them thing. And the more you continue making it a you thing by people pleasing all the time, they will either, one, continue accepting what you're doing, or two, you'll get super frustrated with them for being the one that's always having to do everything. And either way, this is a lose-lose for everyone. Number three, are you engaging in an all-or-nothing thinking? It's easy to fall into the trap of thinking that one thing doesn't go away, that just how life's always going to be in every area of your life. It's not true. We all encounter challenges in our life, and sometimes that may seem insurmountable, especially when you're under a lot of stress. And especially if there's multiple things happening at one time, you could have a momentary lapse of consciousness and say, ah, life is conspiring against me. And I once heard somebody talk about this, how they applied this particular principle I'm going to share with you. Um to parenthood and and with kids and it's called the right now therapy I thought it was pretty genius so let's say for example you sleep through your alarm you forget your lunch to go to work and you lost your wallet and I mean we've all had days like that right but there could be a momentary lapse of you know again the walls are falling in on me and thinking the whole world is after me, rather than assuming this and how the whole world is going to hell in a handbasket and you're in the basket, consider telling yourself that this is a right now moment. 
right? This is a right now moment. I woke up, I stubbed my toe. It's just a right now moment. And at that moment, I have the ability to become consciously aware of how I want to take my next step, right? Or do I just continue kicking my foot against that door jam and saying that life's conspiring against me? No. When you stubbed your toe, that hurts pretty damn bad. You're more than likely going to pay attention to where you're walking for the next few steps, right? Because you're not going to want to do it again. This is super imperative when we have those days where it seems like a lot of things go wrong. Is just stop and pause and, oh, this is a right now moment. Great, now you have another direction that you can choose to make from a conscious state. Here's the thing. Our inner critic, that annoying voice inside of our head, loves to try to convince us that everything is happening to us rather than for us. This way of thinking keeps us stuck in a victim mentality, which serves absolutely no one other than someone who wants to control you. The worst part is we more often than not are the controllers who victimize ourselves. We have the ability to stop that and switch that. Number four, are you putting yourself through negative thought loops? As you begin to take more notice of your thoughts, see if you can pick up on repeat offenders. Then ask yourself, who does this remind me of? Once you begin to understand how you came to this way of thinking, you can start to make serious changes. Look, this isn't necessarily a, hey, I'm going to go back in my history and blame my parents and my teachers and my big brother because this is how I operate now today. No, it's more of just an awareness of, oh, that's where that thought came from, or that's where that behavior comes from. And I have a choice today to decide whether or not I want to continue going down that trajectory of my road with those thoughts, or I'm going to choose some other thoughts. I'm going to choose some other beliefs. I'm going to choose some other ways of living because these are not serving me, and I'm going to return those other ones to sender with love. Simple, clean and down, move on. And I know that's easier said than done because sometimes we grapple with these things because there's an identity that we identify ourselves with, with these, these thought patterns, these habits that we have. And we have to learn to separate ourselves from those, especially if you're wanting to move towards a more vibrant life, hanging on to things that are not serving you, hanging on to negative thoughts, hanging on to negative people, hanging on to negative actions are not moving the needle of your life in a direction that's going to be exciting and whole and peaceful and joyful and vibrant. What I can tell you is, if you're not consciously aware of the thoughts and the unspoken words that you are thinking in your head. You'll always fall victim to negative thought patterns, behaviors, and habits. The whole point 
uh, patterns, behaviors, and habits is that we'd rather not think of consciously doing them all the time. So we repeat them enough until they become an automatic as breathing, like brushing your teeth. How many of you consciously think about every step that you take to brush your teeth? I can guarantee there's probably nobody listening to this that actually consciously thinks of each and every step they take to brush the teeth. You just grab your toothbrush, wet it, put the toothpaste on, do your business, rinse, spit, repeat, whatever. But you're not thinking about it, you're just doing it. That's what our thoughts do. This is why we have to be conscious of them if we want to change them. It's your job to disrupt the pattern and take charge of the direction in which you desire to go. Unless until you do take actual charge of this area, you'll fall victim to all others that could be blocking you along the way. And again, I can't bear repeating this enough. You deserve more than that. Number five, are you afraid of failure? We've all felt it. No matter what level of success we've achieved, when you feel that fear coming in and it's hindering you from taking the risk necessary for you to achieve your goals, try doing a little reality check on your fear. Play out the worst case scenario in your head. I often like to have people actually speak it out loud because a lot of times in our head we can, we can even try to fool ourselves, but speaking it out loud or writing it out loud, that worst case scenario, often when we hear it ourselves, and we get that reality check of what the worst that could happen, we realize that, yes, maybe we'll lose a little money or time or even worse, feel a little embarrassed or take a bruise to the ego. But you might also find that even in the worst case scenario, you're, you'll not only recover, but you have learned about yourself and be one step closer to fulfilling your dreams. Look, how many of you have gone through something in your life that was a challenge and you made it through? The thing is, is what keeps us and oftentimes makes us fearful of doing it again is because we don't trust our own selves. And the way that we trust ourselves is we don't give up on ourselves. The way we trust ourselves is to show up for ourselves. We let ourselves know that we are loyal to us no matter what. And we take steps forward. The thing with failing is we've all failed in our life and more than likely several times. For example, there's no doubt when you first attempted to walk, you fell down. And probably more than once or twice or several times. And you fell so many times until you got steady on your feet and you were no longer holding onto a couch, a chair, a coffee table, whatever it was, and you were on your way. The difference between then and now is back then you were determined to get walking and get going in your life. And now you've become a little weary, lack some trust in yourself and your abilities, and ultimately unconsciously convince yourself it's not safe. This to me is the danger zone, not the comfort zone. Because in it, we stop growing, we stop thriving, we stop living vibrantly. And when we do that, doubt creeps in, 
And so does depression, anxiety, and even dis-ease starts to settle in. When I hear people tell me they are content, it's not too long down the road that I see their contentment has turned into criticism, negative talking, and more fear-based thinking. We, my friends, as humans, are curious by nature and have a need for both contentment and variety. Not one or the other. We have, we have a need for both. As we begin to wrap up this week's episode, I want to remind you that it's imperative that we tune in and pay attention to our actions and words, both spoken and non-verbalized. Our thoughts often are the catalyst of holding us back, keeping us stuck, and doubting our abilities. I know over the last few years, There's been a great deal of things that we've experienced, not only globally, but personally. And these things can cause us to momentarily freeze. And if not mindful, they can hold us hostage for much longer than just a mere period of time. They keep us from socializing, from taking care of our health, from taking action towards trying new things, and worse, haunt us at night and tell us how we're not enough, how we're not worthy of more, and how God has forsaken us somehow. This is what I know. When we doubt ourselves, we will see evidence of that in our outer world. If we believe the world is scary, then all we see and hear around us is very tragic and scary events. If we believe we are not enough, then we'll see problems in our relationships, we'll feel we're being picked on by our employer or clients, or we'll feel uncomfortable doing physical activity because we think it's not enough or others are judging us. One of the best ways to combat this inner critic that lives within each one of our minds is by feeding your mind daily. Pay attention to what you're listening to. What are you reading and who are you speaking to? All have either positive or negative influence on you. To my loyal supporters that tune in every week, I want you to know how proud I am of you because you truly care about your mental and emotional wellness. I know you could choose to do anything else with your time, but the fact that you choose to feed your mind reflects on how you want to show up for those around you. My hat is off to you and a big kudos to each of you for doing the work. And if you found this episode helpful or would like more topics like this or know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I encourage you to reach out and schedule some time with me along with sharing this podcast. We never know the impact that one episode could make a difference in someone else's life. And how awesome would that be if you were the one that unknowingly made that happen for them? I want to share some ways that you can get in touch with me. Again, if you want to share some show ideas with me or if you want to schedule some time with me to help you work on something specifically, whatever it may be. I'm on Instagram at AskDrKellyRay. Kelly Ray Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. 
I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B. B is in brown. I'm on TikTok at Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com. And my email, or I'm sorry, yeah, my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much love.